take three, take two sucked. First one. Yeah. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran into me, an evil spirit, you hear it, and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus. Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus. Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard. 55 hit combo to split your phony squad. Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought. Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought. Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing. Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade. All right, number 10. Who wants to go first? Yeah. Okay, my number 10. Want to rotate it? It doesn't matter. Just always go. Sure. All right. That Hit works me with me. your 10. Yeah, whatever works. So my number 10 was uh, The Many Saints of Newark. All right. Because I'm a big Sopranos fan, so it was nice to have new Sopranos in any Feeney method. Son, right? Yeah. Well, that was, so these are the th- reasons why I listed it was my, my number 10. The actors playing the roles. Mm-hmm. They stepped into those roles like they were the original actors de-aged. It was so good. Specifically, Michael Gandolfini, he aped his father as a teen. So I'm getting goosebumps thinking about how good he was as his dad. You know what I mean? There's so many levels there. And, um, you know, just like like I said, more Sopranos was great. They also introduced new, great new characters uh, like Leslie Odom's uh, Harold. So they introduced this whole other aspect that they can grow upon Mm -hmm. in a prequel series if they decide to continue. But, you know, um, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character was a great antagonist in the uh, story. The only thing I kind of thought sucked was that um, they gave Ray Liotta a dual role to play twins. And sometimes that works. Like, uh, I, you know, I point to season three of Fargo with um, Ewan McGregor. That worked. This did not work. I have never seen Dude, I know. watch Fargo. I know. It's so fucking good. I'm <laughs> so on that, fucking good. I'm on that kick of everything I've seen before. I did a second yeah. rewatch of Red Dwarf recently, the entire series. Oh, wow. And now I'm back to Kimmy Schmidt, which I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I know. I'm in, that, <laughs> I'm in that comfort zone of, I need TV that I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, well, that's, so that's my rotation between 30 Rock Community and Parks and Recreation. Uh, we're we're yes. up for community again. 30 Rock... I actually went with Kimmy Schmidt this time. Those are all my safety net. Oh, yeah. but, but Kimmy Schmidt, like, that's a pretty good show. Oh, as a matter of fact, what made me nostalgic for Kimmy Schmidt in those movies, or I'm sorry, those TV shows, was I watched season two of Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. and that's the same creators. Those are the same yeah, team. Tracy Wigfield. Yeah, so I'm like, man, I should revisit Kimmy that's Schmidt. That's what I want to watch, yeah. too. So, um, and I got Wesley finally into the office, so we're into that right now. Oh, nice. So uh, where I didn't like season one of Saved by the Bell... Season two was awesome. All right. I'll catch it. Sorry. 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 Yeah, no problem. So that might, yeah, my my number 10, Sopranos, uh, Many Saints of Newark. I was so glad to uh, have more Sopranos. It's on my list. Definitely Um, watch it. That I was waiting to see if you guys watched. Definitely watch it. Worth it. Uh, All right. My my top 10 is the three-way tie for Disney. Uh, Ryan, The Last Dragon, Encanto, and Luca. Nice. Uh, But Raya kind of gets the upper hand hand with um, Aquafina. God damn, do I love Aquafina. She's funny. She is fucking hilarious. She's, she's on another she's, movie on my list, too. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they were all three of them. Great little stories. Uh, I think Raya, again, kind of has the upper hand. I would probably say Raya, Luca, then Encanto. Uh, but yeah, all three great Disney films. I've only watched one of those. Uh, but we don't talk about Bruno, <laughs> which is number one on Billboard's I've Hit heard. 100. I've heard. Yeah, so this Bruno thing's a real like epidemic, huh? Yeah. It's the next Let It Snow. <laughs> Let it go. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, nothing really... Nothing kind of jumped out to be like a to beat out the other one, but yeah. Oh, I, well, it, I was gonna say. It, so you know me as a person. Yeah. If you had to recommend the three, Luca, which Luca? Oh, well, actually, like the I haven't most? seen Luca, the other two. So Raya, Raya is good. It's a, it's a, it's the one that pulls at the heartstrings at the end. Okay. The, the biggest. Luca was a great story because you know they're finally welcomed into the community at the very end, and then yep. Kanto. Uh, Nobody saw it, or anything. I did not I see it, but it. I want to see it because it, it's, it's a family with some, magic. So it's it, a Latin family with magic. It gives me X Men vibes, so yeah. I want to see it for that. Yeah, because it's like they all have powers. Uh, John Leguizamo is the one who plays Bruno, who's the uncle that we don't talk about. Well, I want to know what's up with this Bruno, who's a villain. Yeah, he's not really. He's, he's a, Magneto. He's, he's an outcast. He's Magneto. He's in, more of an outcast than a villain. Okay, so so is can I see Encanto anywhere now? Is it on Disney Plus? Yep, it's on Disney. Yeah, Plus. it's on Disney Plus. And the one who plays um. Diaz on Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's the lead character. Oh, and she can sing. Really? Yep. I would never have imagined that. Rosa is a character. Above. She is much friendlier. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that character I see on Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's like I almost feel like you know some actors. You they seem like that's who they are. Yep. I, That's how I always thought was Stephanie, Stephanie Beatrice, I think her name is in real life. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I saw an interview where she was like bubbly and everything. Super and then sweet. she went into Rosa and I was like, holy shit, she can just turn it on and off. Yeah. yeah no, it was, a, it was a good movie. Um, That's great. The villain is actually the matriarch of the family, but not in the sense that she does bad things. But she's unsuspecting villain, yeah, like unintentional villain. Yeah, it's like this family has magic, and what happens if the matriarch sees that the f- magic may be going away? She starts to get a little possessive and a little, uh, little nutty. Kind of so. how like Johnny Lawrence is the un, you know, the unsuspecting villain of Karate Kid, right? <laughs> But then the hero in Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, I love it. I fucking love it, though. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Cobra uh, Kai is so good. Uh, but yeah, if it's, and of course, it's three different um, three different nationalities with this. It's We have an Asian with Ryan, the dragon Latin with Encanto, and Italian with Luca. So. Is it very steeped in Italian culture? I really would hope so. Luca? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, Oh, yeah, good. absolutely. With the best, there's a Vespa race at the end. Yes! I just want to watch it like, and go, oh, that's definitely my culture. Like, I want to see my culture <laughs> in, the, in a movie. And the cat that reminds me of Ron Swanson, even though he doesn't say a word. He just looks like Ron Swanson. <laughs> he just Swanson. looks like Ron Swanson. Yeah. I'm a cat. I'm so in. Yep. <laughs> so there was, a, there was a, good, um, a good selection variety of animated movies this year. Yeah. Nice. Which nice. transitions to my number 10. Yeah, your 10? Is uh, since we all know I have a giant heartstring and a heart on for wrestling. Yeah, yes. you do. Mine is Rumble. Ooh, so I added that to the Plex oh, yeah. because it was requested of me. And and only in hindsight looking, I was like, wow, there's like pro wrestlers in this movie. Yeah. They, they voice, What's the deal? They voice uh, some of the, the characters. Um, it's oh, like animated? Yeah, it's animated. Oh, wow. Uh, Will Arnett is... Love it. Love the, Will Arnett. Um, he becomes like the so-called hero trying to save the town. 
Okay. Um, monsters and humans now exist in the world. And they definitely have some actual like wrestling, you know, terminology of like the no. So if you know things, then you know. But if you don't know, then you won't catch them. So they're, they are catering to pro wrestling fans here. For like the older group, yeah. Oh, cool. So like nice. the, the whole like the thing of... So one of the monsters, he wins the title in the big stadium that everyone makes money off of and the whole town is based off of their Master champion. Master Square Garden? <laughs> kind of, technically. Yeah. Square Garden. <clears throat> so the main champion is called like Tentacular or whatever like that. So the whole town, is their whole theme is all like octopuses and tent- tentacles and all this stuff. And then he turns heel and leaves and goes to a different city because of money. Okay. So then everyone is now broke because they have no income because there's yep. no champion. So this little girl whose father was like the Vince McMahon kind of thing. Okay. Yep. They had all the, yeah. had all the money. Yeah. Uh, they have a giant, you know, statue out in front. She now is going to find a monster to make money for the town who is Will Arnett's character. Interesting. But in, they have the indies. Right for the monster wrestling, which is all a work. So it's like, oh, you win, you lose. You win, you lose. It's so do they reference it as a work? Yeah. They say it's this is a work or whatever? They don't say it's a work, but they do references like you're supposed to win. You're supposed to lose. Like that's your thing is oh, losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas the actual monsters when they do monster things in like the big towns, it's not a work. It's a legit thing do they define and clarify the term kayfabe they may say kayfabe kayfabe okay right on i'm you know now i'm sold on it you know when the person who got me back into pro wrestling <laughs> tells me about a pro wrestling cartoon i'm yeah. in I'm, in, I'm totally in yeah will arnett's like this big loser like that's his gimmick is losing nice and then the little girl you know, turns them around and yeah. coaches so them up. and He's the big red monster, right? Yeah. That you see on the poster? Yeah. I'm in. I'm because he that. technically, actually, I'm not even going to, you could clearly tell that he was the the old champion's son. That's like the twist or whatever? That's like the little twist. But you could tell because they're the same color and the same exact monster. Oh, yeah. yeah so that makes sense. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. So that's my time. Nice. Nice. So uh, my number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one I saw in the theater. It came out actually recently. It was like December, I believe. But it was uh, Licorice Pizza. I was going to say, so now you've got two on your list uh, with like acclaimed dead actor's sons. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't you realize know I was that. Going with that. I didn't realize that until after the fact. So I didn't know that this was... Um, so, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. I had no idea. Yep. And the kid is fucking awesome in it. I, I've yet to see it, but I want to. Oh, dude, it is so good. So right off the bat, Paul Thomas Anderson, so yep. you know what to expect, right? It's a story about young love. That's first and foremost. It's a young love story. Um, but it's also about success. It's also about wealth. It's about class. And it's about, uh, you know, it's about the 70s. Specifically, the seventies. Um, there are instances where they take history and they kind of turn it on its head, the way um, Tarantino does. Mm-hmm. So there's iterations of John Peters, who, if you're familiar with Kevin Smith's uh, "The Death and the Return of Superman" story, John Peters is the producer that he worked with that 
gave Kevin Smith hell in the writing of his Superman draft. <laughs> and it's so good just to see that rift on. And it's played by Bradley Cooper. Of course. Who does a fucking awesome job aping this other guy. Yep. Um, the two main characters, one of the girls, uh, the, the main girl in the movie, uh, she is from the band Haim. Yep. So she's not an actress by trait, but she does a fucking great job. Isn't it Haim? Heim, Haim, I'm not too sure. I know sure. it's like spelled Haim, but I think it's Haim. Her whole family is in the movie as themselves. Yeah. But it takes place in the 70s. That's awesome. So her father's in there, and he's like the super Jewish guy, <laughs> and he's like hilarious. And it's just like there's her sisters who are in the band are in it as her sisters, and you get like just a feeling of their family and their camaraderie. I'm sorry, I should. I was like, oh, I've got three Aquafina movies on here. I just realized my number nine was an Aquafina movie. Sorry. She kind of sneaks in a little yeah. bit of everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Licorice Pizza, awesome movie. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, it's a little bit long, but it moves. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. And it, like, as long as you stick with it, like, it's just so awesome. It's just. Licorice. Oh, I love it. It's a love story. It's not like, you know, but it's great. It's 70s love story, but yeah, but it's also knowing like, him. It's there's probably some surreal moments to it. Yes. And there's yeah. a group of kids. So it's almost got like this, like Goonies, like, like Ooh. Stranger Things, like vibe where a group of kids get together to do things Yeah, like that. That was the, that was a cool aspect of it. But yeah, uh, licorice pizza. That's my number nine. Cool. All right, my number nine, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. One of my my indifferent movies. So I was indifferent because... I was indifferent with Black Widow, but this one really captured me. Okay. I Uh, think this uh, finally wrapping up or tying up the uh, Ben Kingsley arc in a nice bow because of what happened in Iron Man 3 where fans were furious that it was not him, really. Right, right. right. Uh, That was the... God, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, uh, the Mandarin. Yeah, but who was the uh, the actor? Oh, the Australian. Uh, oh, uh, Trevor was from Trevor, the show, yes. but his name is uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. No, no, the uh, from Iron Man three. Oh, oh, uh, fuck. L.A. Confidential. Yeah, uh, um, Jesus, that guy's great Priscilla, too. Priscilla, Queen in the Desert. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Thank you. Guy Pierce. Yes. Yeah. Guy yeah. Pierce. Because there was an uproar about him becoming the Mandarin in in Iron Man three. Or, so I think this one. Kind of, and it was taking the mantle of the Mandarin. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there was there were shades of Black Panther in this. Yes, uh, I just thought it was great. I honestly, I did. I went in with almost zero expectations because I wasn't too familiar with Shang Chi as other Marvel heroes. That's where my disconnect happened. Okay. So if I went into Shang-Chi not knowing the character from the comics or more specifically not reading a very specific era of that character from the comics, I probably would have enjoyed that movie more. It okay. reminded me a lot of... Um, God, what the fuck was it? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little over the top with the mystical shit and the, you know, like all the fantastical stuff. And, you know, maybe like I will come to terms with it and... You know, enjoy that movie in the future. Yeah. But as of right now, what I was expecting was more of, only because of the iteration of Shang-Chi I read in comics, was a movie more akin to Enter the Dragon. Okay. Where a guy was an assassin who was thrown into a tournament to only discover that he is deeply tied to it. And, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it becomes more personal. Yeah. And we got a little bit of that, but it was done in... Way too much of a family-friendly environment for my taste 
again, based upon the the comics I read. Yep. That's all. Yep. I liked it. I, I get, yeah. Elements of a little bit elements of Black Panther or more so of Wakanda um, with the mystical land and um little little bit of strange little bit of doctor strange in there yeah so um but i like i i thoroughly enjoyed it It was just an entertaining film one of the things that turned me off was like the fuzzy little winged alien things like i was like okay i'm out yeah (laughs) you can give me these fucking ewoks i'm out (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was like these little furry yeah the fur balls yeah whatever the fuck they were that didn't speak yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like these furry things with no faces. I was like, what? Did you And wings. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Did you run out of time? You couldn't animate a face on this no, thing? No, they spent all their money on the dragon. <laughs> on the rings. They, they spent too much money uh, animating fucking uh, the rings and paying but, Aquafina. Yeah. That they, could, <laughs> they couldn't fucking animate she a face on this cheddar. thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that was my indifference with uh, Shang-Chi. But, I mean, yeah, again, if I list. didn't have context from the comics, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. And you, you watched it? Was it on your list? It is on my list. Okay. I could right. spoil it, but I'm not. I'm right. Save it. right on. Right on. Save it. What's your number nine, Brian? The Ghostbusters. Oh, my nine. Oh, wow. It. Have it's not seen nine. it. I have Ghostbusters on my list, but it's way, way up there. See, this is where we differ. <laughs> yeah. So tell me why you didn't so, like it. Um, I didn't see the Ghostbusters until I was later in life. So I was probably like 10, where you probably saw it. When you were a kid versus oh, a little older, was, I'm pretty sure so I saw five years old. Yeah, the so you were like, for you, it's like a hundred percent nostalgia. Whereas me, oh. it's just like, oh, uh, hopefully they can make this better than the last one and recoup themselves. Yes, and they did. Yes, um, and you know, not growing up with the Ghostbusters, just kind of only having it on the TV. I think if there was more nostalgia for me, it would be a little higher. Still a good movie. You did have all the classics with the little Molo Puffs. And by yep. Puffs, I mean Puffs. Yes. Plural. <laughs> Which is great. Yep. They they should have their own little TV show because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were definitely enjoyable. And um, even like the dog yep. had a little cameo itself. And Yep. I'm glad Paul Rudd didn't suit up in a proton pack. I am 100% all for that. Yep. I'm I'll, glad he yeah. served a purpose in the movie. But wasn't like the pro hero yeah. protagonist. See, when I saw the clip, I thought he was going to be in the proton pack. Yep. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, thank baby Jesus. <laughs> and he was not. Yep. But it goes back to your thing about, you know, kids coming together to do things, not yep. the adults. Although the adults do come they together. They do. They do. The end, like, yeah, yeah, they, which is a great cameo. Oh, fuck. I'm going to save oh. it for mine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll build you up. But I didn't yeah. see the movie, but I can guarantee Ernie yeah. Hudson is the one who looks the best. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've, <laughs> yes. Seen, well, I've seen him yeah. recently. Well, too. aside from, aside from the recently. super ghost cameo, but yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, I even know about that and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the yeah. best parts of the movie. A hundred percent. With all the kids coming together to fight ghosts um, and podcasts. The uh, kid's name was podcast. podcast. Yeah. It <laughs> that was, was great. Fucking great. That's great. Okay. So that was your number nine. That was right? my nine. Okay. So my eight was last night in Soho. How That's was on it? My list. Oh, it's on my list. Yeah, last night in Soho, Edgar Wright, and it's the one for uh, one of them is the one from um, Queen's Gambit, right? Yes, the lead in that. Yeah, okay. Yes. So the whole story, um, it's an Edgar Wright film. So mm-hmm. if you've seen Baby Driver, if you've seen Shaun of the Dead, you kind of know what to expect. Oh yeah, this the, one, uh, the Apocalypse it, Trilogy or whatever they call it. Yep. So this one's less comedic, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more like serious on the drama side. It's a little bit more like Baby Driver, but it was. 
awesome. So it was a supernatural time jumping murder mystery. Oh, why am I not watching this? That had beautiful ladies in it. Yeah. It was a cool 70s thriller. Yeah. Actually, it could be 60s thriller. It, it had that late 60s, early 70s vibe. Yep. Well, that reminds me, I got a shitload of DVDs to bring into you guys that nice. I keep getting. Oh, the, the binders. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, just realized right. that last night in Soho was like at the top of one of the binders. So, Oh, and that, watch it. Okay. It's also on the plexes. It's fucking great. Got it. And it's got a, gr- a really neat twist if you don't see it coming. I like twists. So there is a twist. You could see it coming if you watch it, in, like watching it in hindsight. I was like, oh. There it is. There it is. There it is. They lay it out before you. But if you don't go looking for it and you just kind of accept the movie as it plays out to you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Fucking great. They love the time jumping. Love the main character has a special ability, almost like Carrie. That is like, that's like the MacGuffin. Okay. It's like, it's there. It's important, but it's not the plot. It's not the meat of the movie. You know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. there. Um, last night in Soho, highly recommended. That's right. on my list. Yep. Well, was, beautiful ladies. So I know you. <laughs> well, that was why I was on my two list. Very it's a beautiful requirement. Ladies. Yep. Two on, very beautiful ladies. The uh, the whole like attempt at like horror with like what she looked like was a little little kind of kid kind of like going off on her own. I was like, oh, this could be good or this could be horrible. Yeah. So that that doesn't play a, a big factor into it. Yeah. More of it is. Her environment, okay. Her surroundings and going on the trip—that is her ability. Yeah, because learning her ability and learning the trip that goes with it. Yeah, because from the previews, it was like, oh man, I hate little children in horror movies. They freak me <laughs> out. I don't want to watch this. So a lot of the mo- it's more of a murder mystery, a time jumping murder okay. mystery because that. her her ability involves time jumping. As long as it's not little so, children, I'm okay. It's good. It's definitely very. You keep saying it's on your list. On your list to see or on your top ten? No, I'm on list to see. Okay, okay. I came in with like a full list of things to see. Yeah, nice. So yeah, last night Soho number eight, highly recommend. Dig. Uh, My number eight. As long as I disconnect myself from the original 1960s film, Cruella was amazing. Yeah, it was was my honorable. It was absolutely amazing. And first of all, they set this film in the 60s like. Three years after 101 Dalmatians came out, so the timing was a little weird. Like, uh, shouldn't you have done this a little further back? Because Cruella is a full-grown adult in 101 Dalmatians, and now we're learning her backstory. Yeah, she's like a... So, this takes place after 101 Dalmatians? No, it's her backstory. The year that it takes place is the early 60s, because they play a lot of... A great selection. Like, the the soundtrack, Stones. Like, a lot of stuff from the, the 60s. So, it has great soundtrack. Um... Fantastic cast, Emma Stone, uh, the other Emma, the uh, fancy Emma, the British Emma. I can't think of her last name. Oh, uh, why uh, am I blanking on all this? Stuff? Harry Potter Emma, right? No, no, no. Uh, well, she was the teacher in uh, Harry Potter. She was the one who's uh, the older Emma Thompson. Thompson, thank you. Yes, Watson could not get out of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hot Emma, older Emma. I'm going to be re- listening to this going, come on, Chris, you know this shit. You know this. You know um, this. No, it was it was a great story. It had, uh, who see, have you seen it? I've you not seen, seen it. it. You've uh, seen it. Yeah. This it's, is my honorable. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, there's some twists and turns that you don't see coming. 100%. So yep. my biggest curiosity with the movie is how do they make the villain the protagonist? Uh, they make Emma Thompson the villain. Yeah. 
It's she plays the mom from the movies, right? <laughs> the best the best review I heard of it was it's the devil wears pongo. <laughs> no, seriously, because uh, after we had watched it, uh, my girlfriend compared it to the Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, very much it's, so. Emma Thompson plays yeah. the bitch, plays the yeah. Miranda. She, she says it's, bitch. it's a darker Devil Wears Prada. Is it yep. a? Is it like pretty much like a remake without being a remake of Devil Wears Wear Prada? No, 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 no. It has that vibe though. She plays a fashion designer. Uh, oh, okay. So and, that that's a big component there. Yeah, and Cruella. Becomes her assistant type thing. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Starts off as like a lowly uh, fabric cutter and then kind of works her way up because she's talented, but she's also leading a double life. And all that fun stuff, yeah. So contextually, the first movie didn't happen even though it takes place? This would be a prequel to the 101 Dalmatians. Or I guess to the the, technically live action because Glenn Close was a producer on this film too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is meant to predate the live action movies. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I like that. On the one who's... um, God damn it! I'm I, my mind is just all over the place from what we do in the shadows, the head vampire. Oh, um, uh, Jermaine Clement? No, no, the TV series. Oh, uh, uh Laszlo? Laszlo? No, no, not Laszlo. The he's the British one. The uh, Nandor. Nandor. Thank you. Nandor's he, in it. He plays a kind of like a, a nerdish lawyer to Emma Thompson. Okay, who actually, in the end turns out to be a much bigger role than any of us had thought. Oh, cool. From tied back to the old movie or Yes. Oh, because in the end he inherits a Dalmatian and starts playing the piano and it's oh, a oh, very oh, familiar oh. song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and that's how it ties into the yep. old ones. Wow. That's pretty cool. I yep. like that. And not a single Dalmatian is harmed during this. <laughs> None was made Shoot. to make coats or anything. No. Although Shoot. you're led to believe Yeah, 100%. So, but it's she doesn't have a hatred of Dalmatians at this point. No, oh, she just okay. sees uh the fur and gets an idea and yeah and then that's, that's what it. sets her yeah. off yeah. yeah got you got you uh, then she progresses and spirals and what we know from the movies is what right. it is okay got it's you. possible they don't they don't tell you that yet there's like very that. much plans for a sequel to this oh yeah. so that makes sense they're yeah. they're building up they they're build making a, a trilogy yeah. to build up to the original when you end with the song there's a build up yeah yes and okay. the, I see that but the soundtrack I think was the best part of this film but the, all the yeah. 60 songs yeah nice. no it fit it goes back to one of our first list that I did where I watched the movie based in the 60s, but all the songs were from Pitbull in 2020. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's weird. It's a Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. It's Ocean's Eleven. A little bit of the first Terminator. Ooh. I won't go into how, but there's just Ooh, a, little, there's like a little homage to the first Terminator in it. Sign me up for that. I uh, like that. Like any modern movie that uses the 60s soundtrack, yeah. it's, it's all of that put together. Cool. So, yeah. but not a musical. They're just no, no, no. Got you. No, got it's you. like background music soundtrack. It's all background music. Awesome. But it's a great soundtrack. I'm I'm all in I, for that. That's probably why it made one of the reasons why it made honorable. And because you had mentioned oceans. Now that I'm thinking of it, it has that oceans vibe. That one dress that yeah. they keep in the vault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did not see that one coming either. All right. So that was my eight. That's eight. Nice. My eight is a a pair of people. In the Suicide Squads. Oh, shit. That's my eight. So, the Suicide Squad, Suicide James Squad, the new one that yes. thankfully replaced the old one. The James Gunn. My memory. 
So anything particularly about the Suicide Squad that Harley still more? Harley still had her her Harley role. Yep, which is great. The uh, all the characters in the very beginning, I was like, because I'd read nothing about yeah Suicide Squad because from the mistake from the last one, hypey hype, and I just got yeah too hyped for it. Whereas DC this does one, that. Well, yeah. DC has to do that. Right this now. one, right. I completely stayed away, so I had no idea what was going on type of thing. And we hadn't seen each other, so at that point, yeah, I had no updates. So I was flying high right into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it opened with all those characters. I'm like, nice. Yeah. And I know in my mind, okay, now this is a suicide squad. Yeah, and yeah. I know. Yeah, some of these motherfuckers are popping off. Yeah. And then... Well, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Idris Elba just awesome. Idris Elba, so uh, phenomenal. So good in that. My God. So phenomenal. Um, well, what you mentioned earlier about Taika Waititi's cameo, like, I never thought that there would be so much heart in a DC Suicide Squad sequel. Yep. But when it's like Ratcatcher and Ratcatcher 2, like, on that rooftop, yeah. like talking with each other, I'm like, my god, I'm like, wow, this yep. is fucking awesome, and I loved it. So heartstrings, there yeah. was, I liked it a lot, but I didn't like it enough to put it on the top ten. But after watching Peacemaker and seeing that reinforce that movie more, yeah, I'm like, wow, they really took like John Plus, Cena's yeah, character, John Cena just being John and, Cena, yeah. just, and reinforced it, yeah. So, and a thoroughly underutilized so Peter Capaldi in that movie. Yeah. So, so that I still like seeing him in it, but thoroughly underutilized. That's one of my biggest gripes about it, is that they I wish they gave more to the thinker because Capaldi's such a good actor that he would have done so much more if they if, had given him so much right. more. Right. Um yeah. Yeah. Stallone as King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> like awesome. So good and like Ratcatcher's relationship with him about you don't eat your friends. Like that was, that was so hilarious. Awesome. So awesome. And uh it was the little the little things that just kind of tied it all together. Yeah, there was a lot of little things yeah. that, and so um, the scene you're between, rooting for villains. Th- that's all. Yeah, yeah, a little through bit. the entire but, film. And like when you're going into it, if you knew what Suicide Squad was, you're like, okay, who's gonna die? Yeah. Like who can I get attached to? But yeah. know they're gonna die. Pete yeah. Davidson left SNL for like weeks to film yeah. that role, and I'm like. Really? That's did, you, yeah. did you need that much time? Yeah, away? it's a very short role. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good movie overall. So that was your number eight. That's my number eight. You still got to talk about it, right? Is it on your oh, list? Well, I don't want to spoil or anything. No, that's what I mean. Oh, you still okay. got to talk about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so okay. I'll I'll leave it there. All right. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. So my number seven. The temperature's going down in here. Yeah, that's nice way. though, because I'm by that vent. Do you, uh, should I crank up the heat in here? Did you put it down? I, just a smidge. Bump uh, uh, it back up to 70. 70? Jesus, okay. I'm going to have to start stripping. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's, and I'm looking outside, and you can barely see the fucking cars out on the road. Because I'm radiating heat over there. That yeah, fog. Snow outside. That's snow, right? That's fog. It's fog. Is it fog? It's fog. What the Wait, fog? Wait, what did you call me? <laughs> okay, uh, where was it? Oh, seven. Yeah, you're number, number seven. seven, seven. Right? That okay, was our so, brief intermission. Our number, my number seven. So one of the things that I think this year that I, uh, you know, I, I proactively returned to was watching independent movies. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I always like to find something that's independent. My Actually, my next two are independent movies. 
Um, but my number seven is called The Beta Test. Okay. Uh, it stars Jim Cummings, who is a up-and-coming indie guy. And uh, he had a, two previous movies. Uh, the first one was called Thunder Road, where he plays this police officer that shouldn't be a police officer. He's kind of is like... a young guy? Young guy. Oh, because the Jim Cummings I know is the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Not that the, guy. Okay. Not that guy. No, no. So uh, <laughs> this Jim Cummings is a young guy. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Not the guy with the mustache. Not yeah. that guy. Um, so this guy, uh, he did Thunder Road, which was a good, pretty good flick. Uh, but Beta Test is about... It basically, it's this disingenuous Hollywood agent who comes embroiled in a scheme for anonymous sex hookups. And then the more he investigates it and digs deep into it, the more his life spirals as he digs for the truth. So the kind of the basic premise is that he's this disingenuous Hollywood agent on the fringe of his career because age, Hollywood agents are going by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So in this dying career, um, he's spiraling in his typical cookie cutter bullshit that lets him get by on his day to day life is not working anymore. So he inadvertently gets this purple letter in the mail that instructs him to show up to a hotel room, blindfold himself and hook up with another person in the room. What? So the way it's supposed to work is that you hook up with this person and then you were sent another letter that would then basically bribe you to find out who that other person is. You are and the if, father. That kind of stuff, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, are we talking old boy here? <laughs> no, 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 Okay. No. So he, for some reason, well, it's a little bit of a spoiler, doesn't get this second letter, which kicks off his journey into trying to figure things out. And it causes him to spiral, and he's trying to keep a secret while managing his life, managing his job, and also uncovering the truth to the point where it spirals beyond his control. And then he gets to the root of it, and everything blows up in his face. Oh, wow. And I guess the moral of the story is that he could have avoided everything with a simple conversation to his wife. <laughs> but Hold up. Hold I'm up. getting hints of like eyes wide shut. Oh, it's fucking good, though. It's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A better. Yeah, well, eyes wide shut wasn't that great. This is fucking good. So I highly, highly, and it's also funny, too. So there's a okay. lot of real, like. Put a little marker next to it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely watch the beta test. And if you like that and you're looking for more Jim Cummings, Thunder Road. Thunder Road. All right. You putting that on your list? Thunder Road starts with him at his mother's funeral in his full copy uniform attire where he gets a little boombox that's his daughter's, little pink boombox, and he like very awkwardly fumbles to put the batteries in and then does a dance number <laughs> in front of his mom's casket. <laughs> and it's fucking awkward and hilarious, and it's just, this guy's a genius, and I can't wait for more Jim Cumming movies to come out. Sounds great. All right. He's got Data this test. third movie where it's like something with werewolves that I haven't seen yet. All right. Your seven. Nah, seven is The Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, here we go. Back to back conversation. Wow, so that was your suicide. eight and that's that your seven. Yeah. And okay. To put a DC movie ahead of a Marvel movie wow. to me even surprised the shit out of me, you- but it was so entertaining. I know. Absolutely entertaining. The cameos, all of the, the actors. Uh, I. I'm now very much looking forward to the Peacemaker. Oh, so Peacemaker's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. just such a good show. But uh, I was uh, also very surprised to find appreciation for a DC property. Me too. In but an you era put where James so Gunn behind mismanaged. it, behind yeah. the camera, 
you're going to get something spectacular, even if it was a shit script. And it's not a shit script. No. The giant starfish. Let's talk about <laughs> the giant starfish. Let's talk about Polka Dot Man for a minute. Yeah. What the fuck? How can he be like the hidden gem of that movie, though? And he was. He, he absolutely was. So, was. Uh, when he comes from like the fucking jungle and his like face is bloated with pink, like, like glowing yeah. dots. Because he's one of the few that have switched over from Marvel, right? He was in Marvel. He was in Ant-Man. Thank you. Yes. Yes. He was a side character in Ant-Man who now became Polka Dot Man in DC. Viola Davis has only done DC, though, right? Uh, I know Alfred Woodard is in two pieces of uh, Marvel property, but... You you just prevented me from making a very unintentional racist faux pas. <laughs> I confuse those two so goddamn much. They're great actresses. They're both, both great, great actresses. actresses. They're I both mean, of the same age. Alfred Woodard shows up in um, Luke Cage. Civil War and first. Su- and Civil, no, Luke Cage first, then Civil War. No, she was Civil War first and was then it? Luke Cage. They, they liked her so much working on Civil War that they are like, well, we want to cast her, but she's already oh, been in something. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you are right because I remember there was that contention and people thought she was technically playing the same character yeah right right right. yeah but no i thought i just absolutely thought it was a great movie for all the reasons brian said for all the reasons you've said uh that's another thing too is like i knew you were coming around to it so i didn't want to take everything especially your big spoiler that you had planned giant fucking starfish (laughs) (laughs) which was thoroughly entertaining when you watch it and then when you you see it at the corner of your eye when your mother is watching it and you're like really is a Stupid, stupid <laughs> thing, but it caught our attention the first time we watched it, so I'm yeah. not really going to complain about it. It's just it's goofy, a little goofy at the end there. A great James Gunn movie that happens to be a DC Comics movie as yep. well. That's the best way I think you that's can describe it. Best way to describe it. So yeah, that's my seven. That's your seven. All right. My seven has to do with the sexy ladies. I love the sexy ladies. <laughs> and there's two of them. Uh, it Thunder is, Force. It is the Black Widow. <laughs> Oh, the, the Black, Black Widows. Widows. Um, for me, this is so low, probably because of the weight and the hype that yep. they had put behind it. So I'd gone into it kind of already knowing. The lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> in 2019, I was in Hall H when they showed us you know, Black Widow and announced it and gave yeah. us hats. I have a hat that says Black Widow Marvel 2020. Yeah. I went to the movies in 2019, saw the poster, yep, and then the little 10-second preview clip of Black Widow, and then now I get it a year and a half later. A year and a half. So that's, see, that's almost too much time. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's so low. The only thing that saved it was the sexy ladies. Yep. Sexy and ladies. Florence Pugh being like the comedic relief, but also being a badass. Yeah. And that's uh, Zach Braff's girlfriend, right? What the fuck? Yeah. Are you serious? I believe really? it. Really? She's, She's British, banging right? that guy? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> if Zach Braff can get it, we all can I get it. I need a what the hell in that one. Hold on, I'm going to find that. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Like, I can't believe it. Like, What the hell? Yes, like that guy. What the hell? That guy is like a goofy bastard, and he's banging that hot piece of ass? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man, she was a badass, but also like comedic and has that. Well, she's fucking great in Hawkeye, yeah. too. Yeah. Like her, really I could watch her eating mac and cheese hot sauce <laughs> forever. All day. <laughs> All day long. All day long. Yep, they're together. Oh, wild. Bastard. That blows my fucking mind. 46 Bastard. years old, Zach Braff. God bless him. Jesus. Damn. 
Um, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I did not make my top ten. Made yeah. the honorable, but it was it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus cameo at the end. I coming like out that. from um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we get a little bit more backstory in that than we do yeah. Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that they're building Dark Avengers mm-hmm. through her. Yeah. The way they built Avengers through Sam Jackson popping up in places. And yeah. to find out who so put her up to going after Hawkeye in Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's fucking great. That was, that was a better reveal Hawkeye than yet. Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. It's I'd good. Say so. It's, mm, there are moments that you will like. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Not my top. Not my top uh, Marvel show. So uh, we'll just rewind to Shang Chi real quick. Uh, that was one of the things I liked the most about Shang Chi was the the small and few pieces that it moved the Marvel universe forward. Yep. Like the little details that it gave. That I was like, oh wow, that's going to be a significant impact going forward. Like Wong and Abomination leaving together at the beginning of Shang Chi says a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of storytelling. That's left unchecked. And I'm assuming we're going to get in She-Hulk when that comes out. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, I love her. Oh, that's one. That's one. Uh, Tatiana. She could turn me. Uh, Oh, yeah. I didn't see all of Orphan Black. I saw only a few episodes. I saw none of it. And her um, her very short story arc on um, Parks and Rec. Was Uh, it Parks and Rec or was it Community? Didn't she pop up? Parks and Rec. She was uh, into Tommy. Oh, that's Tom. what it was. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So that's where I remember her from specifically. Yeah, it, it was a good movie. Uh, the The only thing that really moved it into the Marvel universe was the the, the ending credit post credit yeah. with Julia. Well, because right. with Elaine, yeah, with watching with Elaine Bettis, uh, every other Avengers movie, you know what's going to happen, so you know it's right. just like a a setup for later on. Yeah. So, but we'll see David Harbor in the future. I'm yeah. sure. Yes. Not to spoil things, but he did not die at the end of Black Widow. Yeah. So one of the things that actually I think kept it off my top 10 was also the way they handled Taskmaster. Taskmaster, Because the way I see that character was different from the way it was presented to me. So the same way like Shang-Chi was left off my top 10 because the way I know the character and have him yeah, in my heart books and stuff. is different. Yeah. Yeah. Your source material is different. My source from, material yeah. is different from the way it was presented. So that was part of what, what ruffled my feathers. But aside from that, I thought it was a great movie. Yep. So okay, uh, number six. Ooh, yeah, six, six, my six. So my six is another independent movie. It is called Werewolves Within. That was on my list. It's on your list. It was. Watch it. It's on my list to watch. Watch it. So number one, it is uh, the cute AT and T girl. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I saw her in a. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Oh yeah. She was also Squirrel Girl in the. Uh, she was gonna be Squirrel Girl in the uh, the TV show they were doing. But uh, and it's also Sam Richardson. Are you I know him. Oh yeah, fucking awesome. So yep. that was part I of what. It's part. Well, I, so I never watched Veep. Oh, he was good in Veep. I heard he was good in Veep. So I saw him in this, and I was like, oh, I fucking love this guy. He's great. So part of why I love this movie is uh, it was not only just being a good movie with a great twist, but also uh, it introduced me to Sam Richardson who I think is great, mm-hmm. and now he's killing it in the after party, which is on Apple TV right now. That's on my list. That and Murderville on Netflix with uh, Will Arnett. Is he the- in that too? Or No, it, it's just that there's two murder shows that have come out yeah. recently, and they're both on my list to watch. Yeah, oh, so uh, I only recently watched Only Murders in the Building. Finished it, loved it. Yeah. Watched it twice because I did uh, a rewatch I, with Wesley. I did enjoy Murders in the... In the building? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Steve Martin's been posting uh, photos of season two. There's going to be a season two? Yep. Yeah. Oh, but the way that it great. ended. Yeah, yeah. 
Right, right, well, right. That right. was Selena that Gomez was kind of sold me on the the watching. She's become my favorite of that yeah. mid two thousand singers yeah. that grew are up doing to be an something. Yeah. yeah, but then when you paired her with Steve Martin and um, what's his face there, Martin Short, Martin Short, Steve Martin Short, <laughs> Steve Martin Short, Steve Martin Short, amazing. Like yeah. I never would have guessed that that weird little triangle dynamic would have worked as well as it yeah. did. Tina Fey cameos. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey's cameo was awesome. Sting's, Sting's cameo. Sting, awesome. <laughs> Nathan Lane as a tough straight guy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, he's going to be a gay producer. No, he was a tough straight <laughs> like a Greek. Greek mafioso. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. But, um, oh, we went such on a tangent. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> AT&T girl. Werewolf Within. Yeah, yeah. Werewolves Within, AT&T Girl. Uh, it's a werewolf comedy thriller. It introduced me to uh, Sam Richardson. Um, it's one of those stories where, like, everybody gets trapped in a cabin, and then, like, people start getting picked off, and, like, you start to learn who's who, and it's got that, like, inglorious bastards process of elimination vibe. Got it. Which is good, and uh, it's just funny and great. And, uh, yeah, right. Werewolves Within. Boom. Number so, six. And then Isla Fisher is doing Wolf Like Me on Peacock, which apparently is a werewolf show. Yeah. So Her and Josh Gad. I downloaded that, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't. Yeah. The previews show nothing about her being a werewolf except yeah. for one tiny scene where you see the back of a door that has been scratched up. And I was like, is this really a werewolf show? And I read the description. Yeah, it is. But it's supposed to be like more like heartfelt and yeah. not like a comedy which I expected more of a comedy from Josh Gad and Isla Fisher, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? Um, all right, so my number six, I guess independent, but it was a straight-to-Hulu uh, film, Boss Level. Oh. Was that this year? Yeah. It was this year, beginning of this year. I fucking saw that, and I thought it was 2020, so I kept it off my list. No, it's a oh, 2021. Dude, that movie was Grand Theft Auto, the movie. <laughs> Grand Theft Groundhog Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that movie was great. Like, Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, Will Sasso, fucking Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I forgot Gronk was in the yes. movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was very entertaining. Yeah. I was not expecting anything with this, because I'm like, Frank Grillo, you know, he's he's a side character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, not to expect much. Right. No, he was fantastic. The effects for this film... Which great. I wasn't expecting anything were fantastic. Oh yeah, great action set pieces. Yep. Uh, the whole helicopter bullshit in the last act. Yep. That was fucking great. Yep. Uh, um, that movie was awesome. So and Ken Jong has a cameo in it. <laughs> that's I was like, right, he wow. Does. So if I again had I known that that was twenty twenty one, I that I got overlooked on that. That probably would have tied to my number six. Because that movie was fucking awesome. It was Boss amazing. Level. I yeah. highly recommend. Oh, did, did you watch it? Or no. you know what? It was on my list. IMDb, IMDb does list it as 2020. Oh, no, it oh no. But Google listed it as 2021. It probably came so. out right in like the turn of the year the end. or something. Yeah. February 25th, 2021 was the initial release. Okay. So. so it was probably slated for 2020 and yeah. then they just. Yep. Those with the Hulus, go, if it's yeah. still out there, go see it. You know what I think it, it was? I think that got released in Europe in 2020. Probably. And it ended up in my Plex earlier. It's possible. Because if I look back, I think it's in my 2020 watch history. And I actually, but it is technically a 2021 movie. I didn't mm. think I would root for Mel Gibson again. Or I was more rooting for his death, of course. But uh, <laughs> you, you enjoyed Mel Gibson in a feature film. Yeah. 
which you didn't think could happen in this day exactly. and age. Exactly. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, but no, I Amen. thought it was just absolutely entertaining. Uh, we've seen the time loop premise before, but this one was... Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, like, if you love video games, like, this movie yeah. was made. Oh, in, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the title is boss level derivative from yeah. 100% video yeah. game. So that's my six. Your All six. Right. So my six has to do with uh, Michael B. Jordan in, I think, a Hulu straight to stream in Without Remorse. Oh, Ooh. tell me about it. I'm t- completely off so, my radar. Nope. Haven't heard it. He's uh, a Navy SEAL. They're off doing some <gasps> Navy SEAL shit. I did see this. This is the Amazon the, one. Is it Amazon? It was on Amazon, and it was a Tom Clancy movie. Yeah, yeah. I fucking okay. So it's Amazon. I, it. I was gonna I say you're not confusing with. Yeah, yeah. There's a future Amazon one with yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt coming out. All right, but he's uh, the Navy no, Seal, not yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. So I did see that yeah, yeah. movie as well. That was great. So, I completely yeah. fucking forgot about it's, it. Um, whoever it is, it's a straight two stream. So if you have Hulu, Amazon, whatever, yeah. It's, so it's it uh, Amazon was too. It's yeah. actually Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's a Tom Clancy story, Tom Clancy movie. It actually, so more specifically, it's a Rainbow Six movie. Yeah, it's the, so picked you, off of that series. I think Clancy has a yeah. deal with Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because so like I said, he, there's a series with Jack Pratt Reacher, coming out. Jack Reacher, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Amazon. yeah, it's Amazon. Just like, um, I think Shonda Rhimes has the uh, Netflix deal. and Right, right, right. Yep. So, so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, yeah so ahead. he's a Navy SEAL doing, you know, Navy SEAL things. Um, some Fugazi things happen in a rescue mission, and then all of his team just missed seriously die Ooh. he's the only one that survives because they do come to you know get him but survives yeah. so the whole movie is him just getting revenge on said other navy seal team who came to make him disappear so you get the whole movie of him just having revenge killings on everybody else good action movie uh he's definitely sliding into that role now yep. of like the serious action guy Yep, versus yep. just the haha, I used to be in Fantastic Four type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he reprised his Killmonger character yeah, for yeah. Um, What If. Yeah. And I thought that, that was, was a awesome. fascinating story, too. That was awesome, too. Yeah. Hells yeah. So, yeah, he's a badass in this. And uh, if you like revenge killings, definitely up the movie for you. Going back to Mel Gibson, Payback is still one of my yeah. favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the director's cut of Payback? I though? haven't. Oh, watch that director's cut because it's a completely different movie. All right. There's so much more going on. Highly recommend director's cut of payback. Got it. Um, another thing about that without remorse, uh, one of the first movies I watched after I purchased my 5.1 soundbar. Oh, so like it was the first movie I watched with like full, full sound, genuine surround 5.1 surround sound of my own in home. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Nice. So the audio mix in that movie helped sell it for yeah. me a lot. Cool. So that was your number six, six. right? So my number five was like right at the end of the year. Came out on Netflix. Bum bum. Huge ensemble cast. Bum bum. If it's what I think it is, I think my friend Barbara is in this film. No way, really? Mm-hmm. Don't look up. That yep, she's in it. Yeah? I believe it's a speaking role too. Really? Yep. I, Do you I know had, what the part it's, is? It's on my Watch list right now, but no, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'll have to watch it and I'll come back and let you know. So I like Adam McKay as a director and Leo Fucking, in a comedy and Leo in a comedy. So that's the other thing too. It's it's a little bit more of a dramedy than yeah. a comedy. The the big short that he did. 
too. Right. So that's the funny thing about Adam McKay is that this is a guy who did like Anchorman and like the other guys. Yep. Two of my most favorite Will Ferrell movies. The campaign, too, is one of my favorites with Zach. Yeah, yeah. And they're, yep. those are like just slapstick comedy movies. Mm-hmm. And then he started doing like these intense dramas that are like somewhat funny. Like, um, what was the one you just said? The Big Short. The Big Short and uh, Vice. He, did he do um, Dick Cheney, Sarah Palin? Vice. Not... Was it Vice? Vice. Not not Dick Cheney, sorry. John, uh, John McCain. Yes, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, uh, this was Dick Cheney with starring Christian Bale. Oh, well, maybe Vice. he did the other one, too, with Sarah Palin and John McCain. Maybe. Um, what, it was the title of what her book was, I think, too. I, I forget. I, that I'm one look overlooked my radar. But uh, this one was like, it was Adam McKay's return to comedy, but it was like somewhere in between the funny other guys, Anchorman stuff. And so when the world's gonna end because asteroid, right? Yeah. So basically, what happens is it's a it's an it's an it's an apocalyptic dramedy satire, but a young woman played by Jennifer Lawrence, hubba hubba, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who uh, play and a and a college professor. So Jennifer Lawrence is the woman. Who's, and then Leo and Leo's the college professor who are thrust into the foreground to inform the world that everyone is doomed because of an approaching comet. Right. So you get like basically the repercussions of. One person who finds this out way too early and her mental state because of it. And one guy who finds out early and goes the opposite direction and becomes like the celebrity figurehead and is like the Dr. Fauci, Uh. right? You know what I mean? It's less about the thing and more about the celebrity surrounding the thing. And then you kind of get an idea of, you know, where people stand on the end of the world. Yeah, and it's just kind of cool. It was a great ensemble cast. Uh, Jonah Hill is hilarious in it. Uh, Meryl <laughs> Streep plays a Trumpian style president um, who could have been a porn star, uh, and it was just good. It was fucking great. It's on the list. Definitely yep. watch it. Netflix. It's free. If and not on the plexus. The one I was thinking was Game Change uh, with Julianne Moore playing, and it was uh, was it Jay Adam- Roach. Oh, it wasn't yeah. Adam McKay? But Jay Roach is did, great, uh, too. Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And so the two of them kind of went that route. Yeah, they, they they did comedies, or they started off with great comedies, and then they went into, like, dramas. And then they kind of circled halfway back to, yeah. like, you know, to comedy again. But, yeah, don't look up. My number five. Uh, my number five is an anime film oh. based on a TV series. It was an, basically an extended episode, but um, one that's really gaining tra- traction Demon Slayer Mugen Train, uh, based off the series Demon Slayer. It was fantastic. I know, right over your head. Completely over your um, head. It's two seasons so far, and then they did a full-length movie in between, which broke records. It okay. has broken box office records. So I know Demon Slayer is a big phenomenon right yep. now. My artist on Surrounded by Death is all about Demon Slayer. He heard somebody playing the soundtrack on their phone at Comic-Con in New York, and it, like, stopped him in his tracks. Mm -hmm. That's how popular the show is. I don't get it. I I like it. I was too busy watching Dynamite. (laughs) I like it. Dynamite! I've watched both seasons with Wesley, and then he was like, well, I really want to see the movie. I'm like, yeah, of course we'll watch it. And all the action takes place on a train. Um, The boss-level ending is a 20-minute anime fight. Wow. That... Just it was drawn beautifully. The story it could have been told is a three part episode, mm-hmm. but really I, it it worked out wonderfully as a movie. Uh, just action scenes and the uh, 
there's there's a collection of villains uh, that you start to see their powers. The train was actually overcome by one of these villains who is able to become the spine of the train, if that makes sense, and kind of like controls it. Is defeated. Spoiler alert, but it's it's anime, so it's not that big yeah, of a spoiler. Right, right. Uh, and then there's uh, there's like these high end heroes, high end villains, and you got to see a fight between one of these very high end heroes against a very high end villain. But the high end villain was actually lower than this high end. So to see a fight between the two was pretty amazing. Okay, it lasted a long time and. The hero was the one who didn't make it. Oh, yeah. So you start to see even a lower level villain can take one of the higher level powered yeah. uh, heroes. So you know that there's more dangerous villains to come. That's interesting. Now, so two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, um, can it be watched independently? Like, do I need to watch like 30 episodes of an anime to watch this and appreciate it? You may want to brush up on the story behind it. Especially the villains and the heroes. Okay. Um, I, it wouldn't hurt to, it really wouldn't hurt to watch it. But, but could, it could stand, it could, it could stand, stand alone. alone. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that like, can a non-anime watcher pick it up and watch this movie and be like, okay, I'm in on this. They probably wouldn't enjoy that? it as much. Yeah, I think you'd have to be an anime fan to okay. go into it. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Especially the yeah. fight scenes, the dialogue, just everything. That kind of stuff. I'm very yeah. picky about my anime. And it was dubbed, so, so. I didn't have to watch subtitles because yeah, yeah. you can't do that to me. Do you have a preference? <laughs> so your preference is to for dub, not sub? Dub over sub, yeah. Okay, got you, got All you. Right. Yeah, so Demon Slayer. Um, nice. If you enjoy anime, you would thoroughly enjoy this movie. Okay. Yeah. Dang it. All right. So Dang it leans it. heavily into its anime influences. Yeah. Okay, got you. So, your number five. My number five goes to uh, Spider-Man, Homeless. Spider-Man! <laughs> uh, mine's mine's a little further down on the list for me, but... Hey. Yeah. All right, so I'll just say Spider-Man. Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man no and that's that. And, uh, well, do you have anything you want to add to it? I mean, I'll add specific- when we get to... Okay. All right, that's fair. That way, because we're just going to say the same things. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I got a few notes on mine, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it. When I'll we get throw to mine it. in when we get to it. Especially, like Something like that, if we all have it on the list, yeah. I'm just going to hold off on saying I, something. I'm pretty sure I, his and mine are pretty much adjacent in terms probably, of where they stand. Yeah, probably. But on that wild card, so. <laughs> <laughs> Curveball City. Curveball City. Yep. So uh, that brings me, what, to my number Actually, four? Actually, hold on. Before. Yes. My one of the main reasons uh, number five is Mercy to many dies. Oh, that's a spoiler, bro. <laughs> that's a big fucking spoiler, How bro. Fucking dare you. How long has it been? It's been out two months now. <laughs> These motherfuckers. And you watched it on Plex, though. I watched it on Plex. So you had a story about so, that, right? Yeah, so I'll tell that. So when it first went out that first week or whatever, I yep. tried watching it. Motherfucker, the color was just off. <laughs> it was horrible. You got the pre-edit version. Yeah, it was the worst. It was like bleeding together. Ooh, House of Gucci is out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, hey, dude, I'm keeping it stocked, my friend. And this then, is a boy. Pool. He, boy. he put a new yeah. version out there. So I go to play that one, and it has fucking Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> wow. on, the, on the bottom, right? It's still a cam. And it was a cam yeah, too, but the, the first col- two are yeah, cams. The yeah. color was a little better. And then I'm like, you know what? I can get past the subtitles, but the picture's a little better. Yeah. So I'm watching it. 
Five minutes go in, I get that fucking plex loading sign. Yep. Oh, no. The circle of death. Buffering. Yep. yep. So Buffering. then I was like, okay, let me just let it do a little buffer buffer and I'll play it. Go to play it. Plays like another like 10 seconds. Buffering. Buffering. I'm like, fuck this. So then I went back like a week later, tried it again. Same thing. I was like, no, done. <laughs> so now it's been, what, two months since it's been out? Yep. So the other night, like last week or whatever, I was like, all right, let me try this one, one more, more time. time. I played it. I was like, oh, whoa, no subtitles. Hold the phone. <laughs> Let's try this. I press play and it ran smooth. And I was like, thank you. And God. the picture quality improved, right? Sure did. Yep. Yep. There's a, there's a, not a quality version, but a better version on there. Oh, I'd, I'd went through both versions each time, and I just <laughs> got shafted. But that's yeah, my yeah. Uh, Plex story. You had to find these tricks for John Wick. And I, I'll tell you, I did John Wick because I had just finished The Matrix, and I was like, I need some more Keanu. Yeah, yeah. I need some Keanu kicking ass, and yeah, yeah. it buffered. Some, it buffered on the, the motion picture logo. It's I a 4K get. file. Yeah. So, real quick, what device are you playing it to? Uh, Roku TV. Is it through Wi-Fi or hardwire? Oh, uh, Wi-Fi. Mine's hard. So Wi-Fi. Why? <laughs> Wi-Fi is the big problem. Is it a uh, 4K Roku box? It's a smart TV. Oh, so it's playing right to the TV. Yep, I'm playing it off of. I'm um, sorry, I'm playing it off my Apple TV. And yes, the Apple TV is hardwired to my Roku smart okay, TV. Okay, sorry, so I, I should have clarified. It's that. being received on an Apple TV. Yep. Do you know if the Apple TV is 4K compliant? Yep. It is. Yep. Okay, so it should play normally, but the I'll wi- try it again. But the Wi-Fi could be part of the problem too. But it's a wired. Oh, it's, it's hardwired. Yeah. Okay, so give it another shot. Yeah. It's it's so bizarre because it, it basically things like that come down to where it's being presented from, my Wi-Fi, my hard internet signal, your hard internet signal, the device it's being received to, and then the television. Right. So there's so many components that come into play. There's a lot of variables. All right. I'll try it again. Give me another shot. So we're down to number four? Number yep. four. Number four for me was <laughs> Halloween Kills. Okay. I, I didn't watch that. Oh, so if you like Halloween, especially if the 2018 remake, this one is fucking awesome. So this is a brutal continuation of the previous version, the previous movie, much like the old movies. The second one picked up right where the last one left off. This one does the same thing. It flips the story on its head. It's sort of like the devil's rejects. So where the devil's rejects, it's like halfway through the movie, you find yourself rooting for the, the, the antagonists who now become the protagonists. It's the same thing. All the victims of Michael Myers that survived band together and they go after him like it's Frankenstein's monster. Wow. And it's like, it's, but he doesn't become any less like hardcore. He doesn't become sympathetic the way it does in Devil's Rejects. It's like he is bad. No, he, he, the, the, the town people, the victims that go after him are bad. Mm-hmm. He is worse. Right. And it's, that's just awesome. Uh, loved Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Loved the continuation. Uh, was kind of bummed that it was just kind of shuffled to Peacock and didn't get the due diligence I felt like it deserved in the theaters. Yeah. But awesome movie, awesome remake. Um, written by Danny McBride. So he definitely has a comprehension for the Halloween series. And it was produced by uh, Carpenter. So the guy who did the originals is on board kind of steering the ship here. So uh, nice. very strong. Number four for Halloween Kills, especially. 
especially if you're a horror fan or a Michael Myers Halloween fan. Got it. And that's that on my number four. Well, all right. My number four is not so much a suspenseful horror movie thriller. Mine is Breaking News in Yuba County. What the fuck? <laughs> what was, the hell? It was an independently hell? produced film with Allison Janney, Mila Kunis, Aquafina, Wanda <laughs> Sykes, uh, oh boy, ton of other people too. Um, not Regina King, the one who just uh, her son just passed. Or was it Gina Hall from the Scary Movies franchise? Regina oh Hall. yeah, Regina Hall. Um, Matthew Modine. Uh, it's a star-studded film. I was about to and say it's very shot low budget. It's a it's a comedy or it's a comedy, dark comedy, very dark comedy. So like okay. the, that scary movie kind of with like yeah. Regina Hall. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But not like, um, not like spoof comedy, like where it's like no, I, it's just a general dark comedy. Just a general dark comedy because okay. it starts as the day in the life of Allison Janney's character, who's a housewife. Her husband doesn't pay her any attention. It's her birthday, and she had to go buy her own cake. Nobody at her office remembered her birthday, but they remembered her coworker's birthday. Uh, and she tails her husband, who thinks. He's getting ready to throw her a surprise. She tails her husband to a motel where he's having sex with another woman. Uh, she catches him. He has a heart attack. And from that, all she wants is the attention and the sympathy from people. God so damn. she doesn't tell anybody that he had a heart attack, and she buries his body in the playground in the motel. Wow. On her birthday. She basically says, my husband's missing. I don't know where my husband went. And uh, Mila Kunis plays her half-sister. Okay. Allison Janney, who's tall and in her 60s, and Mila Kunis, who's neither of those things. (laughs) Um, It's like, how do you connect those two dots, right? She's a TV reporter, and she wants the scoop, but Juliette Lewis plays this other TV reporter who has been getting huge ratings because of a missing girl. This makes Allison Janney think, well, I want the same kind of attention as this missing girl. (laughs) So she fakes a struggle in the house. Aquafina plays uh, basically a drug dealer who's been giving her money to Matthew Modine, who's the husband who dies, because <laughs> uh, he's a banker. She's been giving him money to launder. He disappears, so now she goes to the wife's house. expecting the cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wanda but she's s- not the, the mistress either, though, right? No, she's not the mistress. Okay, yep, the mistress yep. is an, an actress I don't really know. Okay. I'm watching this on the plane to Vegas. Okay. And this woman's tit is hanging out. As I'm watching this movie, it's Matthew Mujin's having sex with her and her tit is hanging out. And I'm like, anybody on this plane will probably think I'm a pervert, but I don't care. <laughs> this is a really good movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She convinces the, the mistress not to say anything. Okay. Because uh, she'll ruin her career if she... You know, if anybody finds out that she's you know fucking a married man. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's this whole... There's no really redeeming qualities to any of these characters. Even Alice and Janney, you're like, just I'll tell the truth. Just yeah. tell your husband had a heart attack while fucking another woman. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it progresses. Wanda Sykes is a furniture saleswoman. <laughs> she runs a furniture store where Alice and Janney's brother-in-law works. He's kind of a criminal as well. Yeah. He gets involved in it. And then she's just like, oh, I'm going to get my gun. <laughs> like Every time something bad happens, she's like, I'm going to go get my just, gun. Just it sounds Wanda like Sykes a good like, ensemble ca- cast, like a good ensemble cast. Very much, cast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and very little survivors at the end. 
Nice. That's great. So uh, much like the beta test, where it's like a lot of it could be avoided if there was a conversation yeah. that happened between two characters. It sounds like this is a lot like that in that regard. It was really, and Regina Hall plays the detective who kind of figures everything out. She's like the the stories that Alice and Jenny tells. None of it really adds up. Yeah. Um, so it's good. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I just finished uh, Black Monday, which is a Showtime series mm-hmm. with Regina Hall. That show is fucking awesome. You would love that John show. John Cheadle, Paul Shear. I got. Yep. I know it's. And you now you would fucking love that show. Showtime announced it's over. I know. Yeah. I'm so bummed out about that. So that is my number four. Breaking news in Yuba County. Bum bum bum. Hold on, I want to write this down. Please hold. That's I watched I'll it a second. Watch. It was so good. I watched it a second time with Wesley because it was on Hulu. Wow. So like, oh, it's on Hulu's. Yep. So good enough where you're like, okay, I'm gonna double dip on this one. Yep. Okay. And again, it's got that independent feel because there's not a whole lot of sets. It's a furniture store. It's the house. It's the bank and the motel. And that's really about it. Just a few locations, but a great, uh, great cast. Now that I think about it, I think there's a few movies that were on Hulu that I missed that were part of the 2021 cycle. Yeah. It's possible. Like they there was put there, out of quite a Willy's Wonderland was a direct to Hulu. Yeah, and there was also one where terrible, um, <laughs> terrible movie, terrible, terrible, terrible. 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 Uh, there was a movie that I saw, and it could have been twenty twenty, so I might be confusing it, but uh, it was the the older brother from Stranger Things who played a Uber driver. Yeah, it was previous. You, it was on one of your list previously. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one too. Three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you end up watching that? that or? I didn't. But no, no, when we heard yeah. the the description, we were, yeah, we, got, were uh, we were in on it. But I don't think neither of us. That was twenty twenty. No. I think that was it was twenty twenty, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think it's still on my list too of the yeah. ones I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, that's definitely. I highly recommend circle back around on that one. Okay, so that was your number four, right? Mm-hmm. My four. Your is, four. Um, Red Notice. Oh, with the Rock, with the Rock and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds and Wonder Woman's and Wonder Woman's. Yeah, man, Wonder Woman eighty four. Was technically 2021. 2020. Oh, no, it was 2020. Oh, because that was definitely a stinker, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't watch it because I was waiting for you boys to tell me not to or to. Didn't see it. I do want to see terrible. Death on the Nile, though. Yeah. Yes. But I still, I'll have to go back to Murder yeah. on the Orient Express. I missed that one. And so one I actually watched in 2021 that came out in 2021, but I think didn't count, was Zack Snyder Justice League. Yeah. Because I think that counts. I didn't watch Does it. Does it? I know. I, I think that was a 2020. No, it was, was 21. It? Was it? I was yeah. this year. It was the re- beginning of this year. It was all right. I but remember. But I mean, it was a movie that came out in 2017. I remember when there were six of us mm-hmm. talking about the 2020 movies. I thought that was on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. maybe. Hourly. Maybe it was set to come out or something. You guys may yeah. have been talking about the yeah the future release. But I, I ended up watching. Now that was good. I hated Justice League when it first came out. I thought it was terrible. This Snyder cut, while not great, was way better. Way better than what came out. It was almost like they should have done this the whole time. Yep. So that's the kind of vibe I got off that. But uh, yeah. And they're probably rethinking Joss Whedon altogether right now anyway. I know, right? Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? How is it that the guy who directed the best superhero movie and the worst superhero movie can get completely canceled like that? Yeah, talk You're a piece to, of shit. Talk to his Buffy <laughs> actors. His Buffy cast. <laughs> Why did none of the Avengers cast come out and say, hey, he was problematic with us? Because they're still being employed by Disney. That's fair. Yep. Makes That's sense. fair. That's yep. fair. Look what happened to Scarlett Johansson put, sticking her neck out for Black Widow and getting more of the residuals. That's true. Yeah. And now you know, she's ushered out. Yeah. 
They'll they'll wait for Disney to make a comment about Joss Whedon before they make a comment about Joss Whedon. Probably. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Sorry, we interrupted. That's happens. Yep, yep. Happens. Sorry about but no, that. Red, uh, so red, red Notice. Red Notice, yep. Yeah, with The Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, them two together is just hilarious. So they bounce off each other well? The entire time. Nice. And Ryan Reynolds pretty much plays that Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool kind of character. Nice. He's just like that asshole. Yep. And The Rock is just oozes charisma. Nice. So he could just bounce off anyone. Did it feel like a direct-to-video Netflix kind of movie? A hundred percent. Okay. And I also think because COVID, it screwed up everything. Because this movie was supposed to be last year. Oh, okay. But they moved it because of COVID. Do you think it would have... Oh, wait, it was Netflix. It was Netflix. So it never would have went to theaters anyway. No, it would have went straight to Netflix, but you had that wait time right. for it to come out, even though they kept doing little clips or promos and, right, right, and all right. this for eight months. It's like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been higher if it came out when it should have come out. Yep. Because there was no hype behind it or wait time. Mm-hmm. It just kind of came out. Yeah. And I don't know if COVID screwed up their filming. So they might have did different things and had to rewrite to accommodate, accommodate for, for the yeah. parameters of COVID. Because there's definitely some things in there with like, oh, okay, COVID. It's like kind of like blatant. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that kept me from that movie was Ryan Reynolds' previous direct to Netflix movies, which was Six Underground. I didn't watch that. It was like Ryan Reynolds directed by Michael Bay, and he led a covert operation team where he was pretty much just Deadpool the whole time. Yeah. And it was like Deadpool, Quips, Ryan Reynolds, Amazing Stunts. But there's no substance to the story. No, and it made me but, not yeah, care about so anything. This one has an actual story. It's uh, He's a thief. Okay. The Rock's an Interpol agent, like a profiler. Okay. And then there's the actual big villain who is... Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. Got you. She employs both of them because they both end up in jail. Okay. Because of Gal Gadot. Because okay. she's like the, the big, big villain and she frames them and now they're both in jail. Okay. So now they both have to rob things together, even though they hate each other. Oh, so it's a little bit like the Hobbs and Shaw kind of like yeah. reluctant partnership thing. Yeah. Tango and Cash. <laughs> Tango and Cash. Going further back. <laughs> um, is Gal Gadot the hotness in this? Sure is. I'm in. Sure is. I'm in. There's, they go to Russia and she's still wearing this tiny little black dress. Okay, well, I remember seeing her in the red dress in the promos. In the promos, yeah, but they yeah. go to Russia and she's in a little tiny one. Oh, the black one. I like that. It has the the full-on fur cap and the full coat and everything. Oh, I like that. That's nice. That's nice. I like. Yeah. Hot, hot. (laughs) Nice. So that was your number four, right? Yeah, and it uh, has a little twisty twist, but I'll leave all those out, so. Um, Here's some Ryan Reynolds stuff. Did anyone have the Hitman's Wife bodyguard? No, No, and I heard that was a stinker. I heard the first one was a stinker, too, which is like, I'm not going to go back to the first one, and should I watch the second one? I don't know. So what, when the second one came out, I read a headline that was a review that said the hitman body, the hitman, the hitman's wife's bodyguard was so bad. It makes the first movie look like an instant classic. Good God. So I was like, yeah, whoa. So I avoided the second movie and I contemplated watching the first, but I also felt like if I watch the first, I have to watch the second and I didn't want to go down that path. Yeah. So I was out. Free guy was the other one. That- 
Uh, that's on my list, and I was going to see if you guys watched it. Never Didn't, saw it. Did not watch it. Wesley saw it. He liked it. It's broken on the Plex, by the way. It's what? It is not on the Plex. It, free guy's not on the Plex? The thing is there. Like the banner's the, there? The banner, and you but go to it, click on it, and it, it just loads, play. and it says file can't be found. Oh, all right. Well, I'll have to, just, I'll have to do a little bit of a deep dive on that one. Yeah, I didn't want to see it but in the, the theater. Yeah. The, the other part of it is when I went to New York Comic Con, they were handing out free digital copies of Free Guy outside of the venue. What? Like, all I had to do was go up to this guy who was dressed like Ryan Reynolds' character, take a selfie with him, post it to Twitter, and then they gave me go. a digital copy of the movie, which I loaded to my uh, my Voodoo account. Okay. So that's probably why it's removed Ooh. from my Plex. Three weeks it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, there you right. go. Yeah. And I only wanted to watch it because of uh, Bill and L. That's the only reason why I wanted to watch it. I like her. Okay, so it's on 1080p. Jody media unavailable. Yeah, you're right. There's something up with this file. Oh, well. Okay. It wasn't a big deal. I was waiting to see if it was on anyone's list. I'm yeah, like, is this is getting down to our top three. I'm yeah, not yeah. hearing any other Ryan Reynolds stuff. Yeah. I um This one. So my only exposure to Free Guy was the freebie outside of New York Comic Con. And when I went to go see Eternals. Um, when the person I went with went to the bathroom after the movie, I ducked my head into like the adjacent theater, which was showing free guy. And I saw like five minutes of like Taika Waititi's character. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. I should probably watch this at some point. And I never did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spree, Spree was like that for me. It's been on that list of yeah, things to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So Spree pretty good. Probably not as good as free guy, maybe, but worth watching. I think I'll get around to free guy at some point. Yeah, thanks for checking out our episode from 10 to 4. Send in your list, and maybe you'll get it on the air. But make sure to come back next week to find out who our top three are. I just want to make you feel just one. You hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy, you see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding to sharpen the talent instead of bitching and whining Cultural finding the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you're wearing when you say you're rhyming As far as I'm in, I'll never make it to raise an island Call me an island, I'm solitary in my confinement Forget my elegant eloquence while I'm relevant Carefully dismantle your status just for the hell of it Heavy like an elephant, desolate while I'm wrecking it Strictly just for the benefits evident in my devilment And now the residents fear the presence of melanin Malevolent supremacists speaking venomous sentences Forget the precedent, get a taste of your medicine A tranquilizer dart to your face, embrace the sedative you don't want to say